Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace, healed from your disease. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is only the second time I've been in this pulpit, and I have to tell you, it's just as high this time as it was the last. Well, today is your lucky day. It is two for one Sunday. Not just one, but two healing miracles. So I guess that could mean that you're in for two sermons, two for the price of one, but we'll start with just one. Whenever I see two similar events depicted together in Scripture, like today's reading, it makes me think of my school days and the opportunity to compare and contrast. Not because I enjoyed that activity too much or that I was particularly good at it, but these two events have so much material to work with, to be able to compare and contrast, and there is so much to learn from each of them. At first glance, Jairus and the woman in this account don't seem to have much in common, except maybe the desperate nature of their circumstances. And even those circumstances differ greatly. The woman has been suffering for 12 long years. Jairus, acting for his daughter, who we discovered just also happens to be 12 years old, He has an immediate and acute need that is obviously time-sensitive. The woman, who may have at one time in her life been a woman of means, is now desperately poor. She has spent all her money on doctors and medical treatments that have proven useless. Jairus is a man of means and position, well-known and respected, in his community. These differences alone, a man of importance and a poor woman, differences that would and should in the society of that day indicated that his needs and desires should have taken immediate precedence over this poor, unclean woman. And yet, Jesus treats the needs of both with the same amount of attention. There is no regard to wealth or to social status. Not only is the woman healed by touching Jesus' garment, but Jesus takes the time to call her out and to listen to her as she tells her story. He listens to this poor, unclean woman, most likely a woman who has been alone and dismissed by society for these past 12 years. Jesus restores her life. As we continue to compare, the woman, seeking her own healing, acts out of her own personal faith. Jairus, coming to Jesus, intercedes for his daughter, which raises the question, how much faith must you have to find Jesus' healing? Jesus tells the woman that her faith has saved her, But he never asks about the faith of Jairus' young daughter. 
As I work in the healing ministry, I have heard people say, with good intention, if only you had enough faith, you would be healed. If there is anyone here today that is seeking healing in any form, it is my hope that no one ever says such a thing to you. How much faith did the little girl have? How many times did Jesus heal without regard to the person's faith? What about Lazarus? The paralytic whose friends lowered him through the roof. Peter's mother-in-law. The list goes on. There were many whose needs were brought to Jesus by another. If healing depends solely on our own faith, then we would have no need or reason to pray for one another. As a community, we draw on one another to strengthen our faith. It is the very heart of intercessory prayer. It is the reason we pray for one another. As we continue to compare, let's go back and look closer at each of these and how they first approached Jesus. Jairus, again, a man of means and position, humbles himself as he falls at Jesus' feet. And the woman, already humbled by her life situation, not only shows great faith, but also great courage and audacity to brave the crowd in an effort to simply touch Jesus. So which of these two do you relate to? Are you Jairus, a person who has been blessed with means and position, who humbles himself, who knows that all the means and position in the world is no substitute for the healing and loving power of God? Or are you the woman, beaten down by life's situations, and yet still aware that God cares for you and wants to heal all of your wounds? Both Jairus and the woman have a faith born out of or at least brought to the forefront by their desperate situation. This expression of faith does not come without risk for each of them. Jairus, we are told, is a synagogue leader, which is something of a cross between the church administrator and the senior warden. He would have been in daily contact with the Pharisees, with those who were constantly opposing Jesus. He risks his job, his position in society, his very livelihood to approach Jesus in this way. And yet he risks it all for what he loves most, his daughter. The woman, too, risks a great deal. Under the Mosaic law, she would have been considered unclean and would have been required to be separated from the general public. She would have spent these 12 years in separation from family and friends. She risks great disgrace and even punishment just for entering the crowd that followed Jesus, much less intentionally touching him. And yet, she risks it all. Both Jairus and the woman knew the risks they were taking, but their faith, and perhaps even their desperation, pushed them on to seek 
Jesus' healing touch. Put yourself in Jairus' position for just a moment. Can you imagine how he must have felt when Jesus delayed coming to see his daughter? Delays for this insignificant woman. How he must have been seething inside. And then to hear that his daughter is dead. His risk had now been for nothing, he must be thinking. The healing power of this Jesus has come too late. I can certainly relate to how he must have felt. Have you ever felt that God's timing could be a little better? Ever questioned that your faith has been in vain? That it's been worth the risk? I'm sure Jairus must have had these thoughts as well, if only for a moment or two. How often we, too, want to dictate to God not only what we want or need, but the timetable that we want to receive it in. We feel like Jairus must have felt. We want Jesus to hurry up to attend to our needs now. Even today, and maybe especially today, acting out our faith can be risky. The need to be accepted by friends, colleagues, and even stranger, strangers in what may actually feel like a godless society can make us hesitant to speak or to act in faith. Hesitant to, to acknowledge God's presence in our lives and in the world. I think about how many times in my own life that I've been unwilling or unable to say or do something I know I was called to do but can't seem to make myself take the risk to do it. Opportunities to right a wrong, to comfort a stranger, opportunities to bring God's word into a difficult situation. And I will never know what might have been possible if I had just taken the risk. So whether you find yourself today relating to Jairus, needing to find the faith to humble yourself, to give control of your life to God, or relating to the woman, beaten down by life, needing to find the faith and the courage to bring your life broken and perhaps unclean to the feet of Jesus for his healing. Let me encourage you. Take the risk. Act in faith. You might just find a third miracle today. The miracle of God's healing love for you. Amen.